Hello, and welcome to episode 89 of Kune Quest. Uh, the episode where I just realized that I didn't make any Back to the Future jokes in episode 88. I'm your host. Yes, that's true, you didn't. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always. David McBurney, slowly, slowly attempting to work out this uh, putting together a webpage thing I'm doing in the background. Definitely still talking on Q&A Quest. That's definitely a thing I'm doing. Yay! Family Master. <laughs> and also? Also, from Japan, thinking Dave is complaining, is protesting a bit too much. Dajim <laughs> uh, yes. I've definitely not been replaced with a soundboard. And we are now a week out from finally being able to play a Metal Max game in English. For the uh, first time in, um, what, like a decade? 13 years. 13 Over years. a decade, okay. Metal Saga was 2005, I want to say. Yikes. Yeah. Hopefully this is better than Metal Saga. Well, from a gameplay standpoint, it is much, much better than Metal Saga. Sweet. Well, that's something at least. It, it does not charge you cash to use your own special abilities. Metal Saga was a special child. Yes, it was. It was not even actually created by Kreatek, the main developers for the series. Ooh. That yeah. explains some things. It was, it was made by Success with the... Uh, supervision of Kreatek, because Success was in the process of buying Kreatek, I think, at the time. Um, the DS game, the DS Metal Saga was made by Kreatek um, specifically, not Success. It shows a lot. Because most of the innovations that were put into Metal Saga DS survived to the next game of the series. I can't believe that a company like Success, that a company with a name like Success would have failed us so hard. <laughs> Yes, the wonderful irony of existence, yes. Good times. Yeah, uh, that's currently on order for me. I'm getting a very good deal on it because I pre-ordered too many things from Amazon right before they killed the idea of, what if you got 20% off of anything that you pre-ordered? Yay. 20% uh, off of a $40 game. 32 bucks. Not too bad. No. I'm excited. Mm, I'm ordering metal. It's Max. It's possibly Zeno. <laughs> I'm ordering it direct from uh, Nissa, so I probably won't have it on release day. Ironically enough, living the tragedy. Yeah. And there's there's one of the comments on the last episode that I'm just really proud of. Which one is that? <laughs> oh, you know which one. Uh, all right, we'll get to that. <laughs> it's not a question I just want to highlight it yeah, 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 yeah. we should talk about the first one the first comment that's the one that's the one I'm talking about okay alright let's talk about that one then shall you or shall I <laughs> um you go for it oh god I looked up ratatouille now thanks <laughs> this must have come half right left because I had no idea what he was talking about, and then I googled it. And I'm like, oh, oh no, god! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Video Brinkato gave us so many beautiful, horrible CG films. Just 
love to imagine actually showing that to a child. Oh boy. Don't don't get fake ratatouille. It's very very off off putting in every sense of the phrase. Oh yes. But I'm glad that other people got to see ratatouille. I've seen it all the way through in dubbed into English, which it officially was. Ugh. <laughs> so yes, thank you, thank you, uh, Squiggy Leo, for uh, having to live through that. <laughs> You're probably a stronger person. You might be dying now, though. So, I'm not, I'm not sure if it affects you in a Nietzsche, a Nietzsche fashion or a radiation poisoning fashion. Probably so. both. Yeah. First one, then the other. Oh, boy. Alright, should we do the first actual question? <laughs> first and actual please, question. Please, please. Okay, so, from... Who else? Budai. <laughs> oh, this is a real long one. Someone else read it. <laughs> There's going to be several questions, first of all. Uh, some people don't really like being low-level in RPGs. They complain of lack of skills and thus attacking is repetitive. But I contend that there is something magical about being level 1 and going out and attacking slimes to level up a few times and collect enough gold to buy the first weapon upgrade. Is there anything similar you feel? Hmm... Depends on how the game is balanced and how it wants you to take it. Mm-hmm. There is a certain interest in like the first time a new subsystem opens up and you start to understand how it's going to interact with the game's battle system. Or character. I'm just thinking of this one game where in one of the first cutscenes, the hero's girlfriend basically slaps him upside the head and into a wall and says, come back and talk to me when you're at least level three, you loser. We so you actually that. have to go out and level up, get up to level three before you go over to her town and talk to her. We've all been there. Yeah. I mean, that's where I, why I get rejected for dates. I mean, like, <laughs> I keep getting level drained. It's the worst. Thankfully, we don't find many video games that have level drain as an instituted mechanic. Unless you're playing lots of wizardry clones. Demon Souls I, I was, is back, baby! I was thinking Double Summoner Soul Hackers. Mm. Oh yeah, that does do that. That was kind of annoying in the second to last level. I was going to say, didn't didn't Demon Souls have some enemies that could lower your soul level? Uh, I don't know. I don't... Asking the wheels in the audience? I don't recall. I don't think so. I'm checking this, because I feel like this could happen. That's one of the uh, Demon Souls English wiki. D level. Well, there you go. Uh, a fatal fall in a host world. A fatal fall in a host world while you're a black phantom will return you to your world and drop your soul level by one. Uh, the false king what? has a unique soul suck used when you are in close proximity. If this attack strikes, it will lower your soul level by one. Okay. Don't remember that. There's a bunch of things that can apparently do this. Apparently, some people do this intentionally because it allows them to like change some of their starting stats. Yeah, that sounds like a thing. I remember there was a deleveling ability in Final Fantasy Tactics that people would abuse just to do that. <laughs> I always liked how Final Fantasy Tactics had those uh, 
had like your faith and bravery that like were kind of hard to manipulate but if you manipulated them in the wrong direction too much you would just lose the character entirely mm-hmm. high faith character goes off to join a freaking monastery yeah can't think of any other game that did anything that insane that's still just a baffling like, concept low bravery literally turns you into a chicken temporarily yeah and then you leave the party because you're just a coward a profound guy. <laughs> Video games are weird. Um, then again, low faith apparently meant you didn't believe in magic because you took less damage from it. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I can take or leave being level one. There's a certain amount of, like, this reduces the amount of complexity that a battle system can have, which can be good for easing you into a game, but also sometimes the game's just boring because it just doesn't have a lot to go lot going on until you've got some abilities. <laughs> yep, it really does depend on the, what you're playing and everything. Yeah, and how much an individual battle is supposed to be interesting. I mean, like, Dragon Quest kind of gets away with it, because, like, what's supposed to be hard in Dragon Quest is, like, the battle of attrition that happens over the course of a dungeon. Yeah, that's why you're technically gambling your life savings that you're holding with you every time you go out. <sighs> Never change, Hori. Never change. Well, in fact, I think the next comment from Budai is exactly about some about him changing something. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move up. It seems that DQ11 plot-wise has an obvious attempt to feel a little more modern. At times, plot almost feels like a more modern tales. Do you think this had anything to do with Western fans, even a tiny bit? No. No. Uh, <laughs> maybe the 3DS <laughs> version feels closer to classical Dragon Quest. Like it. It's probably the same story. Does. It, it is the same story. It's just done in more classical sprite graphics and that's about it so yeah there might be a placebo effect to it but it's still yeah. just the same story <laughs> yeah, honestly if there's anything more modern about 11's story which I don't know because I haven't actually played it I would guess it's just be that it's been over 30 years and Hori is a different person now than he was 30 years ago and he's just upgrading his storytelling yep you know you know, like anything that was done to change Dragon Quest Eleven for Western, the Western audience was done specifically to the Western version. So, yeah, they uh, like very few franchises that are big in Japan are doing a lot to make themselves more Western accessible, unless they are losing steam in Japan as well. Yeah, I mean, most of them succeeded in America because of whatever it is that makes them interesting in Japan to begin with. Yeah, the only thing I can think of that really happened recently was Monster Hunter World, and that paid off for them handsomely, but that was probably also in part to just try to ease things in for like parts of Asia as well as like parts of Japan that they haven't really captured. But yeah. Oh, did you know that that's uh, Capcom's best-selling game now? Really? Yeah. yeah. Just overtook Resident Evil 5. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's a talk about a gamble paying off. Mm-hmm. Let's see, next part of the question. How surprised were you when you saw Dragon Quest XI sold nearly as well on PS4 as 3DS? I mean... I hadn't heard not, about that before. But, I hadn't uh, heard about that either, but I'm not too terribly surprised, just because it's also the first actual console release since 8. 
um, for a single-player game. Yeah, like, Dragon Quest X definitely doesn't count for most Reckonings, just for a multitude of reasons, but... But yeah, like it's a, it's a big console game. People like seeing things that they've seen in the past done up and like real like really given the uh, the like triple A treatment, and that's what Dragon Quest Eleven is. So. Oh yeah. But also, they sold. They also did that crazy thing that I'm sure would never have been allowed for basically anything about Dragon Quest of selling the PS4 and 3DS versions in one box. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, no other series would ever get away with that. Yeah, but uh, uh, like it's it's mildly no surprising doing that kind of combination of releases to begin with. Oh. Yeah, like the concept of something being 3DS and PS4 exclusive is such a like what sell what is currently selling in Japan and what are we willing to try to help sell in Japan. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Such a bizarre combination. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things where it's it's a system seller. Like that's that power hasn't diminished just because the PS4 version is so obviously different than the 3DS version, even though they're telling the same story. Like because it is such an obviously gorgeous game, it sells people. I'm like, well, maybe I do want to see Dragon Quest in that fidelity. <laughs> yep. But, uh, and plus, I mean, he's saying nearly as well on PS4. I mean, when you get into the global and the fact that 3DS is only in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see how those numbers shake out across platforms once all is said and done on Dragon Quest Eleven, which could still be another year yet. But, uh... I guess as a final, uh, as the final part of this particular set line of questioning, uh, is Japan going more towards using sourced engines compared to building their own? It seems they have tried this a little more. What are your thoughts? Uh, I would say that in general, like what probably stops a lot of, what probably used to stop a lot of sourced engine use in Japan is that a lot of these like middleware engines were made by companies that were primarily English speaking and there probably wasn't a lot of good documentation on them in Japanese. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Like Epic now has a Japanese branch and that branch just exists to sell UE4 to Japanese developers, which is why you're probably seeing more Japanese developers use UE4 directly rather than hiring a Western contractor to make them a game in Unreal Engine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you'll still you still see companies that do it well, like Capcom with RE Engine seems to be doing quite well for them, and you see companies that do it poorly, like Square, who continues to beat their head against custom engines and make things that essentially only work on two games. <laughs> but uh, and I'm thinking a lot of the industry has been watching Square and thinking, yeah, this is not the way to go. Yeah, like, making an engine is such a complicated thing, and you basically have to... If you want to make an engine that's effective for more than one kind of game, you kind of have to divorce it from the game development process. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, like, the engine just becomes too customized to that one game, and you get things like Crystal Tools and Luminous Studio, which are only capable of making FF13 and 15, respectively. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, uh, Crystal Tools ultimately also was used to make FF13, 2, 3, and Dragon Quest X of all things. 
Uh, but Dragon Quest Eleven is made in UE4. So, and FF7 Remake, and Kingdom Hearts 3, and everything that's not FF15 from Square now. <laughs> so, I would uh, suspect that... Well, there's there's probably some heads rolling in general. Oh, wait. Uh, Crystal Tools was also used for FF14. Oh, that worked out pretty well. After they uh, ripped it apart and started again. True, true. <laughs> There was apparently issues with that engine back in the day where it's like either from some combination of the engine or the people actually using it where it was like this is we they've made really bad use of resources cuz like this potted plant should not have as much texture detail and polygons put into it as a player character but it does for some reason. <laughs> so some bad optimization choices. Uh but yeah, I'd, I'd suspect that the greater amount of documentation of third-party engines in Japanese contributes a lot to Japan starting to adopt more middleware engines. I remember uh, back in 07, uh, Epic was not fully used to their current... Like, you know, Epic used to make games to make, like, and the engine that they used to make them was really powerful, so they would license it. But now they make games to, as tech demos for their new engine. And they hadn't yet settled into that back in 07, so if you go back and look at news stories then, it's like, everyone is complaining that Epic is not actually very good at documenting how UE3 works and how to get the most out of it. And that was a, that's a bumpy road to actually get used to the idea of like, oh, you made an engine and then you have to ha devote an entire team to upgrading it, making changes <laughs> to it, documenting it, and helping companies as, like... Because tech support becomes a giant portion of your company at that point. Uh, but, I mean... And then, of course, you get... Uh, I just thought of one other, like, uh, bespoke Japanese engine. Uh, Fox engine, which might have been really good, but we'll never know. Because uh, it's only ever been used for Metal Gear Solid Five, Metal Gear Survive, and Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer. Your favorite, Metal Gear Solid Survive. Oh, sorry. Isn't that the zombie one? It is. It is. I, I thought I saw a video of that in the store once. I'm like, okay, moving on. Yeah, that's a that's a game where Konami was like, quick, what do we make that has everything that I have heard of in video games, having not played them in ten years? Okay, there's zombies. There's a base building. Is there's battle uh, royale, or did they miss out? Just uh, Battle Royale craze. had not quite started when Metal Gear Survive came out. Oops. Like, so that's PUBG the was on its way up at the time. So that's the next Metal Gear then. Metal Gear. Okay, I just Royale. had to fight really hard to not just like scream invective at you. So, ah, <laughs> uh. but yeah, like, like we'll never know. How, like what Silent Hills would have looked like in that engine. We'll never know a number of things that could have maybe been done with that engine. It looked like it had like MGS5 probably would have gotten people knocking at their door to see what would happen if they licensed it, but Konami didn't care enough about like running that giant army of like engine techs and like support for it, so no one will ever use it again. 
Oh, yeah, I just remembered another Japanese company that is now using third-party engines more and more. Uh, Atlas. Not too surprised. Yeah, they, uh, they licensed Gamebryo, of all things, for Catherine, and then I don't know if that's still what was used on P5. I haven't looked at the credits on that. Any idea what sort of engine Gust uses? Because, I mean, they managed to make nine games in as many years that are all basically the same engine with improvements along the way. Yeah, that might be an internal engine, just by virtue of the fact that they're only, like, it's used for Atelier, and that's what it's going to do. Well, I think they use it for some of the other stuff, too. Just, you see a lot of very similar um, character designs, or... um, yeah, it's probably very good at keeping it. It's probably got shaders essentially just for that art style. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that one's internal. I don't think there's any data on what that engine is. It's sort of like Nintendo has a has an internal engine that they just keep upgrading. Like, I remember like before anyone really did reporting on that. Like, oh, Zelda: The Ocarina of Time runs on a heavily modified Mario sixty four engine, which isn't altogether surprising. I can but, see that quite easily. Yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, Nintendo apparently has been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of concerned that Gust is doing it better than Square Enix does. <laughs> yeah, well, Square Enix wants a wants an all-consuming engine that all of their in-house products can run off of, but any one of their in-house projects is uh, going to compete very hard for having all of the attention showered upon it, so suddenly you get an engine that is just catering to the demands of a specific game and doesn't fit very well everywhere else. Whereas at least with Guest, you know what their main series is going to be like, even if the three different sub-series for PlayStation 3 era are all very different in tone and focus and presence of antagonists. (laughs) I mean, like... Five of them don't actually have antagonists, technically. Uh, That's fine. There's things happening. You, you don't yeah. need someone else setting them in motion. Yeah. And, I mean, in one of them, the antagonist actually joins your party. That's cool. Yeah. I like friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically he's an internationally wanted, supposed terrorist, but he's trying to do right. Supposedly. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> There's a lot going on, yes. He's still really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's one of those things where, like, if you know, like, you know, if you know you're going to use it for a lot of similar games, you can cater it more specifically to what those games are going to need. But, I mean, like, again, I'm, I'm more impressed at, I, I'm impressed at how Capcom has done, because, like, they made MT Framework, and that worked for them for a decade. Like, they got a lot of use out of Framework. It's a pretty. It was a good scalable engine. That, you know, they got it working on 3DS, and that worked fine. It worked on. Oh heavens, that was a lot of games. Uh, yeah. Everything from uh, Dead Rising to Marvel vs. Capcom to Resident Evil to EX Troopers to Monster Hunter. They're still using it in Mega Man 11. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just impressed at how flexible that engine has worked out for them. But yeah, they've now got their high-end RE engine for 
uh, Resident Evil and Devil May Cry, which both have very different needs, so I'm impressed with that, too. So, yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's interesting kind of to see what companies do well on this and what ones don't. Uh, I'm sure there are companies other than Square that have done poorly on this. We just don't know as much about them. <laughs> Uh, I do remember Square like the ultimate admitting of defeat on Square for engines was just them before FF13 was even out licensing Unreal Engine 3 poor last remnant poor poor last remnant that's okay it'll get another chance soon <laughs> I'll port it to UE4 baby <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably about as much. That's probably more engine talk than I'm qualified to natter on about. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, good yeah. pal Shaman had something to say. I was just going to say, does anyone in Japan use Unity? I think so. I think I've seen Japanese games that use Unity. I I know I've seen the logo before in different games. I cannot really name which ones right now. Okay, Unity did not... When did Unity officially start getting supported in Japan? I'm seeing a thing on their website about it. Okay, Unity officially has a Japanese branch now. Uh, uh, Unity, Japanese video games, promo 2015. <laughs> So yeah, there've been there've been some Japanese games that oh, please do not let this thing that I just read be real. Oh, heaven! On December 16, 2013, Unity Technologies Japan revealed new screenshots for an official mascot character, Unity Chan. <laughs> okay, I'm not surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, but I am still upset. Uh, yep. Oh, she has an official voice actress too. Oh boy! Showed her at Comic Cat. <laughs> oh heavens! Okay, well I've learned entirely too much now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely Japanese games in Unity. I'm not sure how much they're being localized because they Unity tends to take up the low end of the market, which generally has less of a chance of being localized. But they definitely exist. So. It's it's interesting. Uh, I I would be interested. Oh, I just remembered another company that uh, does re internal reusable engines. The the Ryu Gagotoku Studio uh, has had several re uh, engines that the Yakuza games have run off of. Uh, that kind of neatly divide the game into certain eras, but games into certain eras, but uh, they actually reuse them and make intelligent use of them. And hey, now there's a spinoff that uses them and a bunch of assets. So, yeah, it seems like the answer is that everyone is better at this than Square, and it's just a question of how much better. <laughs> uh. So, on the shaman's question. 
Uh, From Software apparently also uses an internal engine for all the uh, Souls games. <laughs> Everyone but Square. Um, <laughs> uh, Shaman, it was more a comment on a discussion that I was briefly absent from last week. Uh, regarding the summer yeah, units apparently. in Fire Emblem Heroes that were brought up, they've had two sets of summer promos. The first year was 50-50 between men and women. This year's promos had three sets, with the first two being 3-1 to one for the women, while the last one was 50-50. It's also based on a quote-unquote Hoshiden festival, so it wasn't as focused on being saucy. I've made some slight edits for my personal uh, nomenclature and verbi- verbiage. But, yeah, uh, that, that doesn't surprise me. Fire Emblem knows, who, knows it can cater to a wider audience, so... I feel like uh, several of Nintendo's mobile offerings have existed on like this idea of like it's mobile, and that means um, an even broader global audience. So you know, try to have if you're going to do uh, something like if you're going to try to appeal to an audience, try to appeal to as broad a subsection as possible. Smart. It's also where they found success with Animal Crossing. Uh, oh, are we going to discuss the Nintendo Direct at all? Did that, ha- did that happen before last week's episode? Uh, no, that was uh, that was not on Friday. That was on Thursday, I think? That sounds right. Last Thursday, I think? I think you're right. So, yeah, okay, I remember we had discussed Crystal Chronicles because that had already been announced, but they announced a bunch of stuff. They did. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Luigi Mansion 3. That's not an RPG, but it's good. No, it w- it's pretty funny. So I missed that in the beginning. Was going back to like rewatch some of the stuff I missed. And started <laughs> playing. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember this stuff from like the original. Because Mansion One, because right. they announced they announced the 3DS remake. Right. So I I just assumed it was like footage from the 3DS remake, and then it gets to the end, and it's like Luigi's Mansion. Is that a three? <laughs> Holy fuck! That's a three. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is that you by by the end of that you must have been thinking this looks really good for a 3DS game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also like eight Final Fantasy games got announced at once. That was they're all ports, but it was still like the most surreal thing imaginable. Yeah, one of them. Uh, so the 12 one was I don't know if it's a little heartbreaking because it's like. Uh, that's something Max Storm was like I'm gonna, certainly pumped I'm gonna for. play it in his honor. Yeah, uh, but I'm glad it's actually happening, and wish they had. In fact, on Q and A Quest, we should have some updates on that when we start playing that version in yeah. his honor. I wish um, I wish we had gotten exclusive when I interviewed the Final Fantasy XII remaster guys a year and a half ago. Yeah. Obviously. Hey, hey, I told you to ask that question, and they did respond to it. They did. It was that based... port was probably not in production at the time. No, no, most certainly not. Uh, yeah, better late than never, I guess. But... Finally, a, uh, finally a version of FF12 I will have time to finish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they kind of threw them out there uh, all at once, to the point that I didn't realize right away that Final Fantasy VIII had been left out. 
I'm given to understand the issue for that is that they're running off of the PC port, and that PC port is apparently complete butt under the hood. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd believe it. Like they they went to a lot of trouble making FF7 work under the hood because it was FF7. Right. They don't want that heartbreak again if they until they're going to take a while to get over that heartbreak and have to do that again. Yes. But. Yeah, FF7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, uh, Crystal Chronicles, World of Final Fantasy. Uh, oh, Chocobo's Dungeon is also back. <laughs> really? Yeah, Chocobo's yeah. Dungeon, everybody. It's a, it's a bad pun. But uh, World of Final Fantasy has some new stuff. Noctis and Zack are in it now for some reason. Weird. I mean, like, well, Noctis being added makes sense. His game came out between World of Final Fantasy and now. As for Zack, I mean, well, if you're going to add one character, you might as well add some more. <laughs> they, also, uh, they also, I guess, announced and released Final Fantasy 15 Pocket. On the Switch. Oh, I forgot about that. That yeah. is currently like number one on the Switch eShop. The thirst is real. I I grabbed it and started playing it, and it's like, oh, this is, really is uh, like the original game in this weird art style. Hey, it's there. It's uh, currently forty percent off, I think, which yeah. is not bad. The only complaint I have, the only complaint so far, is they obviously seems did not bother to license uh, the song from Final Fantasy XV, The Stand By Me by Florence Oh, that was the really good Florence and the Machine. Yeah, not in Final Fantasy XV Pocket. Like, that opening scene is like this perfect expression of what Final Fantasy XV is going to be, because it's just like, oh, car's out of gas. Time to start pushing. Yeah. Uh, it's super good. Big FF15 fan. Not sure if you noticed. Uh, it's a good, good video. Uh, I, I still hold out hope that someday someone will success. Someone at Square will successfully have gotten FF15 proper running on that tiny, <laughs> tiny object. I, I still have not gotten over the ending to Final Fantasy 15. Don't worry, it's getting a new one. What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. What? They they like the the last DLC will have an alternate ending. Well, that's kind of yeah right. Not, <laughs> not sure how I feel about that, but we'll see. I will reserve listen, judgment. Listen, art is in how it is beheld. It is only as canon as you want it to be. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Death of the author, baby. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, take your picks, so. But, yeah, that's, uh, there was a lot to unpack in that, uh, that direct, and you, you and me, Wheels, we will have to play some of those Capcom beat-em-ups together later. Certainly. Everyone else getting pumped about Final Fantasy and Animal Crossing, and here's me being real pumped that finally there's an official home version of Battle Circuit.
Okay, but uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and for the for the wheels in the audience, they also announced an update to Yokai Busters in the uh, yay in the U.S. to add like Moon Rabbit version support or something. It's like the third yeah. the third version, I guess. Yeah, it's it was. just a DLC now. Yeah, it was a DLC to begin with too. Oh, okay. It was originally a free DLC to go with the movie. That had. Oh, come- that's cute. Yeah. <clears throat> Because um, Usapion had been introduced and he was really popular, and they decided to just throw in a pre update. That name, Usapion, wow. Yep. He's a rabbit in USA. Yeah, USA. Yeah, USA. Mm. American uh, dream. Oh. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 okay. We also got uh, a new 3DS port announced, which was surprising. One? Uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Noodle was happy about that one, yeah. yeah I'm sure. <laughs> Epic Yarn's a great game. You yeah. play it. Also, and another adorable. example of why sometimes the English localized titles are so much more entertaining than the original Japanese. <laughs> what was the Japanese title? Not nearly as good a pun. I, can, I have no idea what it was originally. I can't remember offhand. But uh, okay. Between Epic Yarn and... Um, where was it? it the yarn version of Yoshi, Yoshi's Island. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, that one. That one wasn't as fun, but yeah, the epic yeah. yarn. Okay. That was excellent. So is Bowser's Inside Story was a, a really good. Yeah, all the Mario and Luigi games in Japan just have really boring names. <laughs> oh yeah, the Mario Luigi RPG one two three four. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We all, they yeah. also announced Bowser's Inside Story for 3DS. That had been announced like six months ago, dude. Had I it? just don't think you paid attention. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Uh, I'm just glad they're skipping over the uh, second game. Partners in time. Replace it. Replace it in the canon with Wario and Waluigi partners in crime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, but yeah, like that, that direct... Ha- oh yeah, there's also... They finally gave like an exact release date for Xenoblade Chronicles 2's DLC. It's out, baby, if you have expansion pass. Boom. Or on Friday, you can buy the expansion the on game the cart. By itself. I guess it actually comes with a code for the, um, the expansion pass as well, so then you also get the download version, but although it only works if you already own the original Xenoblade Chronicles, obviously. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, if you just really want to have a physical copy of the expansion, like it seems to be gigantic. So, <laughs> yeah, who would who would uh, order such a thing? And... Well, I know a certain criminal who does that all the time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, they even did that for Undertale on Switch because. You better immediately set it to its alternate. You better immediately remove the and use the inverse uh, box cover. What is the inverse box cover? It just on. Um, it just it just says still Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems like the right sense of humor. It's it's really it fits perfectly with Undertale. Yeah, I love the uh, the the trailer for the. Switch version. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah. No new content. Yeah. And it's <laughs> We've the... used these vent in e- vents in every one of the trailers. Aren't about to stop now. Vent enthusiasts. Well, it starts with like this animated character, and then when they 
like the name Undertale yeah, appears, like she just looks. She it's just, just like what? Yeah, she just looks up and has like this annoyed look on her face. Like what? Undertale. That's a that's a really good trailer. Even uh, if you don't care, just go watch that trailer. I might have to replay Undertale on Switch. I certainly will. Although I still have to. No finish, one has. I gotta finish my playthrough on Vita first. No one has to. No one has to die. Wheels. It's true. Uh, Maybe I'll actually follow through on that this time. Uh, yeah. If you if you if you never killed anyone, you can get to the the good ending much faster than if you because you still have to have finished once before you can get to the good ending. But if uh, you've never killed anyone, you just immediately go to the path to the good ending after you finish. Yeah. So I'm still incomplete. I have no idea what we're talking about territory. Un- so. <laughs> you still haven't played Undertale you yet? You should go pick up Undertale. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got it for Steam, I just haven't touched it yet. Oh, oh fair enough, fair enough. <clears throat> Highly recommended. I've, I've got I've got enough random games to keep me busy for ages anyway. That's true. It's apparently, uh, it's apparently got a Japanese fandom that is fervent about the fact that the fan translation was better than the official one. <sighs> I'm not surprised on either count there. <sighs> <laughs> I know. Right now, I'm just in. Um, I I kind of just gave up on Super Heroine Chronicle. That's fair. Oh. I mean, I, I did finally beat that one battle I was telling you about. Yeah. But um, one thing, one annoying thing I forgot to mention last time was that apparently when you've got nine player characters and twelve or more enemies on the the screen, mm-hmm. even when you start whittling them down, the the game lags to the point where it refuses to acknowledge button presses. Awesome. <laughs> Great job. Good I mean, optimization. I mean, I, I may have to press the the circle button three times for it to register as I'm choosing an option. <laughs> they put a lot of heart and soul into that Vita port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah, not so fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm off to Final Fantasy X now, and Nice. And I'm uh, actually enjoying it now that I can save it. Um, <laughs> I, I told you that story, right? I don't think I heard about this. Oh, this is back in around 2003 when my brother and I rented a PlayStation 2 to play Final Fantasy X, and neither oh. of us actually reckoned on the need for a save part. Uh, so we, we just played the thing through without saving. We, we went to bed at night, we just paused it, turned off the TV, woke up in the morning, kept playing. We, ma- we made it all the way to the Calm Lands the first time. Stupid Morbles. Damn. Yeah, it's about the two-thirds mark, dang. Yeah, very stupid Morbles. Uh, oh, Sec- Marlboros will just end the playthrough right there. Yeah. Yep. Second time, we made it all the way through the Calm Lands and up Mount Gagazette to Seymour's zombie... Blurs of Rizzer Fracken. Uh, I think that's Seymour Flux? I hate that fight. Yeah. But yeah, and that's yeah, that's the farthest we got um, on a no saves run. <laughs> yeah, for a for a normal like, there are people that are really good at FF10 and can get through the game without using the sphere grid because they're psychopaths. But uh, for a normal player, that that fight is a skill gate to see if you have Haska because you basically need that to keep up with how quickly he'll be killing characters. Yeah, and it sucks, and I don't like that fight at all. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I'll be. It'll be interesting to hear uh, what you ultimately think of that. My opinion on it has soured a great deal over the years, but there are things I still like about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we can move on to another question. We can hit something that Wheels is going to have a lot of opinions on. Yes, and I'm just going to note that once we're done with these. Um, our good friend Eric RPG has some Dragon Quest questions for us, so we're gonna some pull Dragon him in. questions, if you will. Yes, <laughs> we pull him in shortly. Uh, uh, Dreamcast. Do you have any Budai asks? Do you have any fond memories of the Dreamcast? Um, I don't any memories of the Dreamcast. Boom. <laughs> um, Grandia Two was fun. Grandia Two is so good. Go play that. Um, playing Soul Calibur with friends. Um, oh, playing random emulators that someone sold me in a bootleg disc and included it with the uh, Dreamcast I bought from some random person at a, at a mall. <laughs> yes, that is how I got my Dreamcast. Met some Just random, out of someone's trunk. Met some random person at a mall. No, the, here's the thing. Met some, some random person at a mall. I, I don't know how we got around to the subject. Uh, they were going to sell their Dreamcast. Met them like a week later at the mall again. Got the Dreamcast uh, with some random emulator disc that was like... Uh, it was like... Uh, it was like one of two. So it had like Genesis ROMs like from L to Z or something like that. I remember because it, it had Lost Vikings Land on Stalker. it. Yeah. So... That's it. That Genesis emulator was an in-house Sega Genesis emulator. Oh. Nice. They, uh, it was included on a Sega Smash Pack. I think it was called Sega Smash Pack. And the thing is that, like, at that time, they were absolutely, like, every Dreamcast game just immediately got pirate-dumped. And that particular one had instructions of how to inject other ROMs into it. <laughs> And instructions to the P- to one of the biggest dumping groups that just said, say thanks to Uncle Sonic. Nice. That uh, some, some rogue Sega of America employee wrote explicit instru- instructions to a cracking group. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. That's uh, not... It's not as funny as I think it was the Saturn... Uh, there was, like, some Saturn... It was either a Saturn or Dreamcast disc, demo disc that had, like, a... It was essentially just, like, a limited features game shark, but, like, it had the capacity to allow you to run, uh, like, it to be used essentially as a boot disc to run pirated games as well. <laughs> I want to say that must have been Dreamcast. And that was just one of the, It was packaged in with the European official Dreamcast magazine. So, you know, good times. Good times. A lot of great uses of computer security. Um, I actually have some fond memories of the Dreamcast by virtue of the fact that I picked one up when they were very cheap. Uh, they were at the uh, beautiful, the gloriously, well, it doesn't matter how many games I get for this, because like, if I get more than two, I've got my money's worth $50. Uh, that was when Sega was really trying to liquidate them in mid to late 2001. And uh, I played some Crazy Taxi, a lot of Sonic Adventure. Uh, Sonic Adventure is good. You're a heathen. Um, 
Let's see, I played Shenmue and was deeply confused by what the heck was going on in that. Um, I got Grandia 2. I needed that real bad. I desperately wanted Skies of Arcadia, but couldn't get hold of that until Legends came out on the GameCube. And mostly there was just a lot of, like, oh, here's something weird that, hey, this is cheap now. And, you know, thankfully I knew enough to avoid the really bad stuff. So, I mean, like, I wasn't going to get tricked into playing Who Wants to Beat Up a Millionaire, but... Uh, that game looks and plays about as well as a flash uh, a flash ad, a flash banner ad from 2002. Oh. Um, but, yeah, like, it, you know, it's, it died real young. So, like, how much you like it is going to depend a lot on how much did you pay for it, how much expectation did you have for it, and how much, uh, how many arcade games did you want to play? Because there's some really good stuff that I could never find. I mean, like, I wasn't going to be able to find Bongayo, but Bongayo is really good. Uh, I played a lot of Soul Calibur 1. That's a really, really good game. I sure wanted to play some new Panzer Dragoons that never came out on it. <laughs> and yet, then you didn't buy Panzer Dragoon Orta. Yes, I did. Oh, wow, you <laughs> did. You were the, Don't you you were lie? the one. The I, one guy that bought Panzer Dragoon I had, I had an Xbox. <laughs> My favorite, thing about, my favorite thing about Panzer Dragoon Orta is the bit early on in one of the stages where you can see, like, the protagonist of the PS2 Shinobi game fly by on a Dreamcast controller. <laughs> it's a very strange Easter egg. But, yeah, uh, Panzer Dra like... That was, that was the thing about both the Saturn and the Dreamcast, is if you wanted sequels to the games that you loved on the previous platform, too bad you're not getting them. Like, if you wanted sequels to Genesis games, you didn't really get them on the Saturn. If you wanted sequels to Saturn games, you didn't really get them on the Dreamcast. Which is a weird thing to contemplate. But, uh... That brief, glorious period where Sega had too many teams that all had very strange names that no one's used again since, since like Overworks and Hitmaker and uh, Wow and Smilebit. Like, all those used to exist. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Your Panzer Dragoon got subsumed by a company that decided they'd rather make Jet Set Radio. Anyway, uh, dudes, I, I need to get going to work now. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. No worries. So maybe next week I'll have more that I can actually comment on. Well, of just sure. sure. I mean, next week is going to be... Uh, um, Metal brain, Max. Thank you. My brain's not working properly. Yes, so we'll try and elicit some uh, Metal Max questions for next week. All Metal, all Max. All the time. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I love the, like, Panzer Dragoon had to die so that Jet Set Radio could live. Uh, that's a shame. That's a fair trade. Um, no, it is. <laughs> Wheels, you clearly need to understand the concept of love. Yes, I know that's more of a Jet Set Radio Futures thing. I don't care. I am understanding the very, the core, the beauty of Jet Set Radio. Also, I need you to insert concept of love into the uh, into the soundtrack of this episode. 
Alright, and we're going to pull in our Eric now. Okay. Who hopefully has some non-Dream Class related questions. I'm not even done, man. I could keep going. Oh, God. And uh, specifically used this version, which did not appear on any video game that was released on a console. Hello. Hey. Hey. I understand the concept of love. It's our good friend and our yokai watch correspondent. Yeah. Eric RPG. Uh, stop yokais. I'm sorry. I wanted to bring you in this week uh, to talk Dragon Quest. Unfortunately, we got like pretty much zilch in the area of Dragon Quest questions. Dragon questions, if you will. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any fond memories of Dreamcast? Mm, Fantasy Star Online. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Man. I forgot and all Power about Power Stone. That. Power Stone's a good one. I think I actually ended up playing more Fantasy Star Online on uh, the Xbox. But yeah. That's... It was more stable. Yeah. <laughs> then all the badness that was Sonic Adventures 1 and 2. <laughs> Thank you, I'm not the only one that thought it was trash. Sonic Adventure 1 is good, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good in a Deadly Premonition way. <laughs> deadly Premonition is good, actually. Oh. Can't believe you people would do me dirty like this. I'm sorry. Well, I actually Just like the Deadly Premonition, but it's still t- not good. Oh. <laughs> but that's why it's lovable. Huh. So you sent you just sent me this awesome link that uh, Dave would enjoy. Suda fifty one oh, says he's talking with Marvelous about releasing No More Heroes one and two on Switch. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, no more sequels. Uh, Travis strikes again. Uh, sort of not really a sequel, but mini game collection. But who cares? It's not really a mini game collection. It's a little bit different, but like a top-down action game that has many games based on other games. Oh, so it's a Smash TV game. Uh, well, it's not... It's not. Uh, it's Melee. Yeah, it's Melee-based, so... It turns out it's Diablo, actually. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, he also mentioned that if uh, Killer7 does well on PC, it could possibly come to consoles, which would be nice to put that on Switch, too. Just make it a Suda51 machine. I got a lot of... I got a lot of strong opinions about Suda51. Concept of... Alright, you got some Dragon Quest-related questions or comments, Eric? Um... I was, I was asking you if you had any, actually. Uh. <laughs> well, Wheels, now's your chance to discuss the game. You've been playing it. I have not. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Let's start with a... We'll do a few favorites questions. So, the first one would will be... Favorite Dragon Quest spinoff? Mm. Which I think is a Probably hard... Probably Builders, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a harder one to answer than... I only played think. about like two hours of Builders on PS2, and I haven't touched my Switch version. 
I quite liked Builders a lot, although I eventually got distracted by shiny new things, but it is certainly the best Minecraft I've played thus far. I like the idea behind Swords, but Swords is weird. Yeah. Gotta get that Orichalcum spoon. <laughs> uh, but other than that... Um, Rocket Slime? Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Slime Molly Molly. And, um, I like the concept behind Joker, although I here Joker 2 is much better than Joker. Yeah, joke, the way I like to describe Joker 2 is it's like, um, Lost expressed as a Dragon Quest Monsters game. Lost isn't selling me or anybody else, I think. Okay, maybe not, but it's basically, you, you get, you get stranded on a mysterious island. So, I mean, it's not, that's not really a concept. And they're actual smoke monsters. True, <laughs> yes. Kind of, yes. It's, okay, here, let me do it this way. If, if Lost was good and was a Dragon Quest Monsters game, you have Joker So it didn't too. have J.J. Abrams, okay. You've, you've, you've posited, like, a, an existence that is so alien that the metaphor has almost completely lost track of reality. <laughs> I should probably get around to it and then you'll regret it watching season six of that show. I mean, there's no point putting throwing good time after bed. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was okay with it at the time, but the ending to Lost, it just, there's too much left. Uh, here, here's the thing about Lost for me. Like they could, they could have kept the show going, right? There was no necessary need to end the show, but like apparently they had their own ending in mind. Well, I mean, the ratings were already tanking; they weren't going to get another season. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, but like, Lost was one of those things where if they hadn't said we'll end at this season, they would have actually just ended several seasons okay. earlier. <laughs> but yeah, so. They had time to plan out, like, a way to end everything, and it just, they, they, leave, too, they leave too much unanswered. Like, it, it, set, it settles all the characters' stories okay, but, like, what, one of the main things that obviously keeps people interested in, in the show was the mysteries around the island, and they leave it basically all unresolved. And not really in a good way, either. So. I mean, you should be used to that by that point. Yeah. You, I mean, you expect payoff at some point, and just I, I don't see why you would still be doing that at that point. Because they give you little bits as it goes along. <laughs> almost, I was almost paid off once. <sighs> You're not helping. But anyway, and we're not going to go. We're not going to turn this into talking lost. Oh, your Sorry. favorite new podcast. <laughs> um. So Joker 2, it's really fun. Cool island to explore. Obviously lots of fun Dragon Quest monsters to acquire. Did uh, anybody ever do a fan translation of Joker 2 Pro? I think so. Feels like something someone would do, yeah. but I have not seen it. Yeah, I think so, but don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm writing that in stone right now. I'm not sure how much yeah, yeah. new content it actually has, but... 
Yeah, I believe someone did. It was mostly just weird, because, like, by the time they announced the Joker 2 translation, officially, Joker 2 Professional was out in Japan. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, I'm looking it up, and there seems to be... Uh, there seems to exist one. Oh, and speaking of Joker, we just got a review of... Somebody did an import review of Joker 3 recently, so be sure to check that out. Didn't that also get a pro version? It did, yes. I think it by that be... point they had given up on trying to sell Dragon Quest monsters in the US. <laughs> I, I think they may have announced Joker 3 Pro immediately after I had ordered and imported <laughs> <laughs> Joker 3. Oh. It, it was it, it, I can't remember. It was either that or they announced it and the other one became super cheap, so I just imported that. I, it was one of the two. I don't remember which. Because I mean, those those are not super hard to play in Japanese, but um, hard enough that it's like, I don't really need the pro version. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. I regret this. But yeah, that that will be nice to mess around with after the pain of trying to play the remakes of the first two monster games, which are not good people. They're not good. We didn't miss anything, for the love of God. Too bad, baby. Bringing up old Q&A topics. Q&A. Uh, uh. Alright, my next Dragon Quest-related question. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> Favorite character? Mm, uh, probably out of the entire series, Silvando. <laughs> From eleven, I'll find out when I play eleven. I'll find out when I play eleven. For now, I guess I'll say Yangus. Yeah, yeah, Yangus is a good one. I was gonna say Tornado. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah, I just appreciate a character getting tired of their own running joke. (laughs) Sick of this bit. Yep. Yeah, Salando looks like it's gonna be really fun. Uh, but yeah, I have started playing Eleven, and so far it's like this is very seems very similar to Eight, very pretty. Um, obviously, it's like the Eight re release for 3DS slash tablets slash phones, where you can see the monsters, just nice. Yeah, it's very pretty game, very traditional Dragon Quest, obviously. Um, the only thing I'm really disappointed in is the soundtrack. Yeah, it's getting a bit it's like Sugiyama. Sugiyama, you're giving me reasons to not like you even more. <laughs> like you're just you making it worse, Sugiyama. Yeah. You can't even try to make a good soundtrack. That you like have to compensate for it by making half the soundtrack remixes of older titles soundtracks. Yeah, you know, my thought on this is I think they need to do what. Some of them are actually literally copy-pasted from me. I mean, I'm fine with, like, going with a traditional-ish soundtrack, but I think it's time, like, I I know Final Fantasy didn't necessarily do it by choice, but once... I'm not even talking about the orchestration or the lack of 
I'm talking about like the actual compositions. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time for someone new to take over compositions. Like, I think that did really someone good. Someone for... not a war crime denier. I think <laughs> I think it did great things for Final Fantasy. As much as I love Uematsu, um, I'm thinking of like the soundtracks to 12 and 13. Those are different. Have Mitsuda, have Mitsuda do the soundtrack to Dragon yeah. Quest games. Have anyone? And I mean, yeah, you. You know, it, it's it's not like you said. It's not necessarily like the style. It's just hell. The hell, they could do it in the style themselves. that Sugiyama did. They it, just don't need him there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just let someone else make a retro E soundtrack. Man, I know you have the lifetime employment thing, but like, I think you need to let people go at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. Uh, uh, you're not gonna. It's this series isn't gonna be able to be, be made by the same people forever. At some point, you need to let some new blood take over. So I feel like start his with the soundtrack. Since, his output since eight was just on a downward spiral. He's uh, old and don't give a shit no more. Yeah. I th- wasn't he old. <laughs> when, he when was old just... when the series started, and he has <laughs> only gotten older. older and crankier. <laughs> Okay. Like he is old enough to have strong opinions about like Imperial Japan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Like old enough to have strong positive opinions about Imperial Japan. Not good. I remember when we were still brainwashed by the government. <laughs> it was great. I didn't think about I didn't have to care about anything. I thought it was red. Uh Got a lot of statements to make about Nihon Jinron. Oh boy. But uh, I'm in the post game. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's gotten a lot. It's got it's got a sharp difficulty spike. Enemies are really hurting me now. I've heard the post game for this one's really good. Yeah, because it's an actual, like, epilogue, unlike the previous games where you get, like, one or two bonus dungeons and then um, you fight a super optional final boss. But this is more like a second ending type of thing. Nice. Ooh, cool. Just reminds me that I need to go back and finish DQ8 3DS, so I'm not playing 11 anyway. <laughs> I mean, you could still fight the optional boss and like get one of seven wishes if you beat it a certain number of turns. Oh, sweet! It's Dragon Ball now. Well, yeah, there was that dragon that you fought at the bonus dungeon of the GBA and Super Famicom versions. Like you beat it and get one of seven things, and then I think they did that with seven with God. Oh yeah, he just wanted to have a nice tumble, nice fight. It's like, yeah, you you absolutely can't defeat me, but I want to see how far you can go (laughs) before I get... He's a chill dude. It's great. uh, Or you get six with, like, the horrible nightmare Satan that's just like, well, you beat me. I'll go kill the final boss for you, I guess. That's the best part of six. That's the only part of six that's memorable. (laughs) Because, or you can do five and fight S-Turk from four, and then he gives you his son as a prize. <laughs> Here, have my kid. I didn't want him anyway. 
Uh, then there's the added chapter in the DS version of 4 that sucks real bad. Don't yeah. recommend that. No, I remember starting to play that and like, this is super hard and not very good. I'm, I'm good. Talking, I'm talking about where you have to fight the chicken. You have to go, re- yeah. you have to go recruit Sorrow and... Yeah, don't waste your time on that. Especially since like the ending isn't much different. <laughs> yeah, you're wasting a lot of time doing nothing. You you fight a pallet swap with sorrow. <laughs> sorrow finally gets to fight sorrow, but different. Bizarro world. <laughs> oh. oh man, I'm thinking about Zabaro. It's a very good uh, Superman concept. Mm. What if there was a Bizarro Bizarro and his name was Zabaro? <laughs> One thing I thought that Nine did was was a little interesting, also odd, was that the final boss doesn't have two forms. It has a form that you fight, and then you do a dungeon, and then you fight its final form. Hmm. This goes back to having two forms. Yeah. Yeah, everything I hear about Eleven makes me, like, real pumped to play it, except the music. The music I'm not so pumped about, but... uh... Everything else I hear about it's like, oh, please, Hori, just announce the Switch version so that I can know when I'm ponying up. I love the also, voice acting. I want them to figure out some kind of weird save transfer f- feature. That would be cool, but that would be not nice. going to happen. They won't, but I, I'm not even sure that or the like, company Maybe, maybe they could just re-implement the password thing and then like do a title update for the PS4 so you could actually transfer your password. <laughs> that would be really fun. I'm not sure if Sony would like let them, but uh... this does remind me that we do have one last question that is uh, Dragon Quest related from Budai. Oh, that's right. What was it again? Can you think of any RPG that had large differences between West and Japanese versions? For instance, the DQ the DQ11 has the run feature. Uh, DQ8 has a ton of changes, like a ton, a ton. Voice acting. <laughs> Voice acting, orchestrated music, the entire menu system in the PS2 version is completely different to try to make it less weird to, like, because, like, at the time, the assumption was these menus are basically still the NES menus, and Western players are going to wonder what the hell is going wrong with this game. But, like, they also kind of slowed the game down, so maybe it wasn't the best choice. They went away for the 3DS version. But, like, that, like, they did a lot to try to make that game more palatable. And this game has like both the big icons and the item descriptions. Yeah. But, uh, trying to think of like, I know of other games that have gone through like big changes, but a lot of them are like dating back all the way to like the NES where it's just like, yeah, we just completely re-sprited this because we figured it was too Japanese. Did the 3DS version of um, 11 have voice acting at all? Probably not. I'm no. going to say no. A no version, no Japanese version of 11 has voice acting. Yeah, the 3DS version of 8 has voice acting in Japan for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, That's another yeah. thing that should be standard in Dragon Quest, like in all regions. Just... There's really no reason to not, like if you really want someone, if someone really wants to get nostalgic, you give them a toggle to turn off voices, but there's no reason to not have any. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, anything that, like, if if you're just talking in terms of 
features, there's uh, it, it gets harder to find games that have had major changes made to them. But I mean, like anything where that relies a lot on like visual cues has probably had a lot of its art redone for Western releases. Yeah, like I, I, I feel I understand the wisdom that went to Mega Man Legends One and Two having CG artwork that appears nowhere else in the game. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, one thing I think of a lot is how much uh, visual editing had to be done to uh, the Ace Attorney games. Because, like, you needed to be able to read... You needed to, There were pieces of evidence that just, like, you need to be able to read what was on them. So they had to rewrite everything. And, like, that was actually a problem that they had with... Uh, when they were still trying to work out how do we put Phoenix Wright into a fighting game? Because they tried kicking that around for like five different Capcom versus games. And ultimately they made it work with Ultimate Marvel versus, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. But for a long time their issue was well, like the kanji that make up objection in Japanese are much smaller than actually saying objection. When we slot in objection, his attack goes all the way across the screen and he's completely impossible to fight against. So that's that's one of those things where they preemptively had to think about how something would work cross-region, which is almost more interesting to me. But, uh, if, if anyone else has some of these. <laughs> I'm trying to think of others. It really doesn't happen that often with RPGs. Mm. If you want to, I mean, if you really want to stretch it, I mean, someone, Square made an entire game to try to to try to convince Western players to play Final Fantasy. So I still think the best story in Dragon Quest is eight. That's probably fair. This one's like super duper simple. <sighs> in many ways, it's more like uh, a retelling of threes. That's what Dragon Quest does when it doesn't know what else to do. It's like, ah, oh, people still love Dragon Quest three. Because <laughs> you gotta get all the orbs, and you have to fight an evil demon lord. <laughs> it's not Brom Baramos, but it's a guy that looks like Haragon. Can't really think of anything else that's really been extensively reworked. The interesting get... thing is that when you fight his second form. Mm -hmm. um, his not or his, his demon form, not his second form. Um, he looks a lot like Baramos from the anime, <laughs> rather than anything else. Whatever, it's a Baramos. It's fine. But, uh, there's a. There's sometimes where I've seen like I remember. I hate thinking about this game, but I'll bring it up. Uh, Star Ocean Till the End of Time, uh, the version we got in the U.S. was explicitly the Japanese director's cut. Uh, if you want to talk about updates made that people didn't actually like, there's uh, FF4 being extensively revamped to uh, simplify the, uh, the status system so that you basically just had one item that restored status. A lot of these little under-the-hood changes that are just there. Uh, 
again, for changes people didn't actually like, uh, there's the uh, removal of the hostess clubs from Yakuza 3. Like, you could still do all of the dates with the hostesses, but you didn't actually meet them at hostess clubs. Uh, One addition I like to Dragon Quest Alone is the use of mounts. Use uh, like, different, like uh, you could ride a dragon rider and you could fly up to like an area. Oh, that makes more sense. I misheard you say. I thought you said the use of mouths, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, mounts. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm less. And then, and then you could use the horse to get around a lot faster. It's less awkward to ride a horse when the horse isn't your and when you get pick up enough speed. If the enemy's small enough, you'll just run right over them. There's actually an achievement for doing that for a little bit. Also with the achievements, there's more accolades than there are achievements, because I imagine they'd made those for the 3DS version. Yeah. And it's just carried over. Those will keep showing up in the Steam and Switch versions. Oh, man. That does make me hope that like when you run over an enemy, it just plays the battle victory sprung sound. Boom. I don't know if you get experience for that or not. I don't want to get experience, I just want that sound. If you chose what I choose, the low-level enemies give you little to no experience. You will not. Oh, Oh, you got Draconian. That's a really good pun, by the way. You'll be happy to know I didn't pick uh, enemies are harder, though. So I didn't pick true hard mode. You didn't actually pick hard mode, you frickin' animal. Yeah, I can't think of any other games, uh, any other examples of like a game getting extensive content reworks or feature reworks. Other than like working designs, who would just decide, you know what? What if the experience curve in this game sucked? One thing I wish they would have done is um, the costumes should have just been costumes that are aside from the actual armor you equip. Because yeah. I don't like having to decide my look for my character be also uh, relate to my stats. Yeah, that, that system could do with some reworking. <laughs> it's not like 9, though, where every piece of equipment has a different appearance, though, unfortunately. It's more like 8. Or you just had costumes specific to certain sets of equipment. Yeah, and you have to equip all of those pieces to make it work. <laughs> At least it's not like 8 where you need this sword and that armor and that helmet all together. They fixed that in in uh, the 3DS version 8 where you didn't need the sword, but you did need the other two. Hmm. Yeah, the Dragopian armor was neat enough looking, but I was never too concerned about wearing it. I just remember Radiata stories where like some of the best armor has you not look being able to see Jack's face because he's wearing a helmet. Gotta gotta see every gotta see Jack Russell. Always appreciated that name. Good name. Don't think anyone actually played Radiata Stories, but I liked it. <laughs> played a little bit of it. Did you play far enough for it to get to the major decision point that bifurcates the latter half of the game? No. Yeah, game gets uh, less jokey around that point. Oh. 
thing. Sounds very triacy. Oh, mm. speaking of triace, Wales had a thing that. Resonance of fate. There's, yeah, there's some resonance of fate news. Yes. Uh, rumored that there will be a remaster or something for PS4. Um, Bring it to Switch, cowards. <laughs> I also think I saw something about a possible listing for Golden Sun being trademarked. Yeah, I saw something about that too. Uh, obviously, it didn't show up in the um, direct, but um, yeah, it is apparently something that may be happening. See, there were trademarks filed for Golden Sun, Rhythm Heaven, uh, okay, they filed trademarks referencing Wrecking Crew, Mario Super Sluggers, Rhythm Heaven, and Golden Sun. The application put forward on August tor- 24th, 2018. Mm. Some of that might just end up being like Smash music. But yeah. That's probably what Wrecking Crew is, if we're, if we're lucky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, always interesting to see those filings. Hopefully something comes to pass. Above some more Camelot RPGs. Uh, just going to finally combine Golden Sun and uh, frickin' Mario Tennis. Tennis Tactics? Tennis Final Force. Tennis Tactics event. Golden Tennis, tennis Force, Force Resurrection of the Tennis Force Resurrection Resurrection tennis of the Dark Rand. Oh god. Okay. Let's see, I'm just looking at what all if, if there's anything else from the Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, uh, World Ends with the Final Remix, October 13th. Please all also, buy it. Also, all those Final Fantasies. Yeah, we discussed oh, yes. that. Except yeah. the one that got lost the time compression. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. I don't want it back. Yeah. I like eight. I spent a year trying to convince myself I liked it. It didn't work. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, Game Freak announced a new RPG. Town! Working title. <laughs> it's crazy that they announced it with such a generic working title. Like, Octopath Traveler, like, it was mildly surprising because it was a weird name, but at the same time, like, it was a name that you could easily trademark. You can't trademark Town. They no. can't release it with that name. No. <laughs> they call it, like... Your town or something. I'll call it town! Exclamation point. But yeah, like, it's interesting to see Game Freak do a new uh, RPG IP. Yeah. Also, also, Katamari Damashi. Mm. Whatever, it's man. back! It's back! What? <laughs> I'll fight you! <laughs> I will I bet Wheels you. is the one that likes Donut County. I don't even know what that is. It's like Katamari, but if Katamari were a donut hole from a Looney Tunes cartoon. Nice. But how can you say that you don't care about Katamari? Um, I don't care about Katamari. Because he's a monster, that's Did why. you not played it? No. <laughs> you haven't? No. I at least played the demo what? of the original. Oh, you think you know a guy. You have to buy Reroll when that comes out. No, I don't. <laughs> Please. Like, I, like you haven't played it before. Trust me. you got to play Katamari. 
You gotta do it when you're high, too. You really don't, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but please, just... Well, the game will make you high. That's right. As, as a favor to me, will you play Katamari Damashi Reroll? Maybe. <clears throat> please, I'm gonna... Don't make me beg. Maybe. I just can't, in my life, imagine... You, you're gonna have to bribe him with Yokai Watch or something. I listen. If I win, if I win a card game against you between now and then, you have to pl- you have to play reroll. Okay, I'll take that deal because that seems highly unlikely. Yeah, but I've just now like forced myself. I've I've forced my hand. Uh, I'll even say it doesn't have to be a game in Hearthstone. It should be a I mean, nearly impossible task for you. Like that was flat out not happening. Yeah. I wanted to do something that you would agree to. I didn't want to do something that was a Sisyphean task that was never going to happen. <laughs> I jaws that bite my claws that catch. Ah, uh, good old Shutterwalk. Just, just loop that for the next 30 minutes. Happily. Oh, God. I have pl- I have played that... You ran that deck, didn't you? I Yes, I have played a ton of that deck. I have those noises, like, ingrained in my memory. I think they're great. I think that makes you a criminal. Because it usually means you've won. <laughs> it usually means you've won in a few minutes when it gets finished resolving. No, it's... They, so they fixed <laughs> it, so... You know... It, they had to double the speed at which... He shouts yeah, my chance yeah. to bite my catch. I mean, it used to be, okay, I'll play Shutterwalk, I'll play a few Shutterwalks, and I'm going to go make a sandwich or something. It would fit your busy lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, heavens. Shutterwalk is uh, glorious. I'll freaking fight you. I mean, this it's such a great card, and there's so many things you can do with it beyond just the stupid combo. And yet, yeah, y'all do the stupid combo. No, I prefer this this deck in Wild, where you just make a giant board, and then their spells cost like ten more the following turn, so they can't play any removal. And then it's just like, well, you're dead. Yeah, now you have to good deal game. with Shutterwalk. Now you have to deal with this. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know times. how you get mana in that game. <laughs> how you get mana in Hearthstone? Nope. Your max don't total know. increases every turn, so. Turn, oh. turn one, you have one mana to work with. Turn two, you have two mana to work with. It just so all refills, so or yeah, it refills. So you, you can use I assume... you can use up all your mana on the turn, and then it refills next turn up to its new max. Yep. Okay. Okay, that explains it. Yeah. So they bas- yeah. basically streamline the process. So there's no like mana. Sc- there's no like getting no land or getting too much land and magic. Was... There's no. It's time to. It's time to mulligan because I literally drew no land. Yeah. I hate this. Okay, we've what began with card games must end with card games. Mm-hmm. We have more card game talk. No, we don't. We just had card game talk. Oh. Damn. What I found out today, apparently, like Square put out a video comparison video for the last Remnant remastered, and it's not looking good because it actually performs worse. Yeah, it sounds I'm not right. sure. We made the game prettier, but we made it run worse. They weren't going to spend a lot of money on that. It hurts to say, but they weren't going to spend a lot of money on that. 
Uh, well, that's, uh... Well, at least you can get it on PC again. And modding community will probably fix what they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine like wine. It's all good. In conclusion, everyone buy No More Heroes 1 and 2 if they come out again. (laughs) That I will do. For sure. I'll play it right this time, despite how annoying it is to cut the grass all the time. <laughs> well, you only had to cut the grass in No More Heroes 1. Yeah, what I did is I used a homebrew program to like make myself have like unlimited money so I didn't have to worry about paying for the fights. There's never been anything funnier in human history than... Like, No More Heroes 2 replacing most of those with like 8-bit minigames, except Scorpions, which are untouched. The Scorpion minigame that was not at all profitable, incredibly difficult, and incredibly time-consuming is just back untouched, baby. Oh, I love that. I love it so much. In case anyone has not played No More Heroes, you have to do odd jobs to win, to get enough money to spend on fight, on assassin fights. And the single dumbest minigame in it is that you have to just wander around a desert picking up scorpions and desperately dashing to a uh, medical uh, like to first aid kits every time you get stung or you'll die and uh, no one liked that minigame it was the most despised minigame in the game and No More Heroes 2 brought it back completely untouched just to troll everyone involved nice Thank God, Pursuit of 51. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's about us done, I think. Unless you guys have more Dragon Quest you would like to discuss. Mm. Uh, I can't really think of anything. And um, it's about ready for me to go. That's fair. Then, wheels. Close the sucker out. Um, blah, blah, blah. You can reach us in the normal places. Um, Comment section. Tweet at Ask is, Wheels. Yes. Uh, specifically, send us some uh, Metal some Max questions. questions or Dragon? some Metal Max questions. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll have info on that next time because I'll be playing it by then. My copy is on, is coming. I'll have it eventually. I have review code. I just haven't touched it because ah! of Dragon Quest. <laughs> but now that'll fix that. But uh, I also have been playing um, that uh, <clears throat> uh, Coven of Dusk Labyrinth of Refrain game. That's good. Right good. Bad. Um, from what little I played, it plays like an entry Aussie game. I don't know. Where the story's going, but the gameplay's sound at least. Although the game does have a fall damage mechanic, so if you fall on a pitfall, you're getting hurt. And the farther you fall, the more likely you are to die. Mm. 
Just even falling just a floor down takes about half your health. Yikes. Uh-huh. Although I'm sure at some point you could get a magic spell to protect you from falls. Yeah, they're kind of like the apps from uh, Strange Journey. You like get you use the witch petition, which is a feature that was in the Witch in the Hundred Night, and a lot of like um, elements from Witch in the Hundred Night are present, but they're reutilized for a dungeon crawling experience. Interesting. I just hope the story isn't as god awful as the first ones. Yeah, you mentioning Witch in the Hundred Night just made me think of uh, J.S. Carp just sort of uh, screaming in pain. <laughs> It's like it's like it the it the first game's story was interesting, but at the same time, it was just, the main character was completely insufferable. My but, favorite, <laughs> but but the second game, it's completely uninteresting. The main characters don't learn anything from any of their experiences, and a lot of time is wasted. And I didn't feel like finishing the game at that point. Why am I bothering? Yeah. And the gameplay was dull because it um the. There wasn't much variation between different areas. Mm. The only thing they really improved is the managing of the digicals or gigacals, where, which is like basically your game's time limit. It's like things like actions didn't consume as much as they did in the first game, but like. Mm. The bosses were ridiculously harder than they need to be. It's like the first game also kind of had that problem, but it balanced it better, which it got progressively more difficult. And this and in the second game, it was just difficult all the time until you figure out how to fight the boss and get lucky. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Alright. That's fair. Um, still undecided on that one, but it's not like I don't have enough to play already. <laughs> it's not like you won't buy it on a sale eventually. Yeah. It'll, it'll hold you over until Etrian Odyssey X, or Nexus comes out. It probably would, but here's the problem. He's got, like, five Etrian. I have a stack of unfinished Etrian Odysseys. Oh, just play those. (laughs) Just do that. Just play them. Yeah, I still have to finish five. I still need to play through four and three. Yeah. I hear you. Anyway, yeah. Technically, you can finish Mystery Dungeon as well. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, So, yeah, send us questions, etc., etc., um, and we will see you all next week. Peace see out. you, Space Cowboys.